0: Hi team Kirtland. Today we have Mrs. Jane Larson, our Kirtland financial counselor from Airman and Family Readiness Center, where you can also find other counselors there as well. They do not push products. They are free of charge and at your disposal to learn any tips, tricks, and budgeting ways that you can make a permanent staple in your life. And today we're going to get to know how Jane came to be, why she chose finance, and we'll let you get started.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me. That's such a loaded question. Um, so, just by the introduction, my name is Jane Larson, and um, I kind of like the podcast feel because no one can see how young I actually look. <laughs> and um, <laughs> That's true. It, it's true. I have the biggest baby face, and it does not work to my advantage most of the time, but... That's okay. Uh, I'm a financial counselor here at the Airman Family Readiness Center, and uh, I usually spend most of my time over at the SOW, which we love that corner of the base. What we do, I like to say, is if it has a dollar sign and a question mark, we can cover it. So if there's questions, if there's um, concerns in a certain area that have to deal with personal finance, that's what we're here for. Uh, To get a little bit more personal though. I'm actually from New Mexico. I grew up in Los Lunes Which is about 30 miles south of Kirtland in a little tiny town and for the most part It's growing but for the most part you can count the number of lights on two hands So (laughs) it's a cute little town with absolutely nothing to do. So don't go explore down there (laughs) and I spent a lot of time In the Philippines I spent a lot of time up at Utah State which is where I actually got my degree from and it's a mouthful but it's a family consumer and human development and then a minor in family finance so it's a really unique twist on uh, marriage and family therapy as well as the personal finances that we all deal with on a daily basis Mm -hmm. Um, and how the the psychological end connects to the realistic uh, principles that we have to engage every day with um, to build a successful financial life. And I've been doing financial counseling for almost seven years now, which is totally crazy. And I've pretty much seen it all. Nothing surprises me at this point. Um, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every now and then I, I kind of blink a little bit, but for the most part, we've, we've seen it all. Um, okay, so why I chose financial counseling? It's actually deeply deeply rooted personal experience and if you've been in any of my briefings I'm sure you've heard parts and pieces of it but I am the youngest of five kids and when I was eight years old my parents got divorced and my mom had been a stay at home mom for at least my entire life Mm -hmm. um, and most of my other siblings as well so jumping back into the workforce was really hard for her and there were still three of us at home at the time so to try and put food on the table and provide for us was a struggle. And the only thing that she knew how to do was go back to school and get student loans, which you know, there's no wrong way to provide for your family if that's all you know how to do. But with that being said, it's not like we had a ton of like extra stuff. And now that I'm older, I've found out that the activities that I participated in were mostly funded by my grandparents. and. When I was in high school, I was in with like our guidance counselor, so the person that builds your schedule and she had all these beautiful pictures up on her wall. And I asked her how she could always go on vacation and all the other teachers in the school were complaining about their salaries. Like what's the difference? And she said something that completely changed my life and I firmly believe that it only takes one moment in time to really change your course, to change Um, Your perspective on where you're currently at and where you want to be and the one thing that she said was this is what you can do when you don't have student loans. I was mind-blown like that's that's how we grew up and she had this life I wanted Um, and so I decided then that I was gonna go to school because I I knew that education was important but I wasn't gonna get any student loans because I wanted to travel. Mm -hmm. So when I actually went to graduate My mom said, hey, I'm really sorry, I don't have like this magical savings account, like we don't have money to help you with tuition. So if you want to go to school, what I can do is I can put a roof over your head so you can live at home and I can still feed you. But besides that, you're on your own. So I got really strategic and um, I worked really hard, went to school for a few semesters and then I uh, moved to the Philippines for a missions trip for our church which was fantastic, but because of that, I lost the small scholarship that I had um, that all New Mexicans get if you go to a New Mexico school, mm-hmm. um, which that's a whole nother conversation for another day, but when I came home, I said, you know what, New Mexico, like, I don't have my scholarship anymore, so I'm going to go up to Utah State. Um, I wanted to go into business at the time, and they had a really good business school, I learned very quickly that business was not for me and it was really boring <laughs> yes and although I deal with numbers every day it was a lot of math that I just did not want
0: to do more than you would think
1: oh way more. <laughs> and I was like I have to take what math class no thank you and that's how many extra semesters of tuition no nope. next what can I like already cross off my list um, but I knew I loved numbers so they have you know the the degree program which I already mentioned that focuses in on what I was actually passionate about, which was helping people and um, working with numbers. So I worked really, really hard. Partway through college, I ended up getting married, and both my husband and I worked full time, worked our freaking butts off, and we were able to graduate completely debt-free. That's and, awesome. And, and not only debt-free, but we actually had like savings in the bank, right? And I I don't say that to be like boastful or to be proud, just that it is possible if that's what you want. Right. It all right. comes back to like if there's a will, there's a way. Um, and you figure out things that have to be figured out. Everything is figure outable. Yeah. If you want it to be. <laughs> um, and that was a priority that we had in our marriage to be able to start off on the right foot.
0: That's awesome. That's definitely admirable. I wouldn't think that you're being proud by saying that. It's something that we could achieve. Anybody who is listening could achieve if you put your mind to it. And maybe um, adjust your priorities in the way you need to. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part, I think. Um, why like, why do we have a hard time saving?
1: <laughs> because we're human and we like new shiny stuff.
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> um,
1: no, it's, it's a very good question though, because as Americans, right, and I, I'm going to try and say this carefully, mm-hmm. Uh, We try and keep up with the Joneses. It's our culture, right? We don't talk about money. Mm -hmm. We don't... It's a big, like, social taboo. You would never go up to someone and ask them how much money they make or how much they have on their credit card. Like, you just don't do that. Mm -hmm. And I think it has created a void in our culture where we don't ask ourselves those questions, right? Like, we want something, we go and buy it, and if we don't have money in our account, we just pick out the different plastic in our wallet and swipe it. So I think it comes down to a lack of priorities and a lack of awareness um, around our own personal finances. When I ask, uh, you know, clients or people in a group setting, what's the first step to creating a budget? We get, you add up your income, you add up your expenses, and you do the math, which is exactly what Google tells us. However, it's it needs to start way before that, right? So then I might occasionally get, okay, goals. Yes, goals are great, but it, ultimately comes down to our priorities and what is important to you and if you have a family to your spouse and to your children as well. So I always challenge people if they're trying to figure out, um, you know, where to start with their personal finances, write down your top three priorities in life. What are the three most important things? Because those priorities will bleed into your goals, Mm -hmm. which will bleed into your budget. And, um, we don't like to save because that means we have to say no to other things yeah and saying no isn't always bad like I, um, I heard a saying one time I don't remember who said it but they said that you should be able to spend extravagantly in areas that you love and cut back mercilessly in areas that you don't mm. so for example my husband and I when we wrote down our top three priorities we put our family our faith and travel Um which put that into goals. We wanted to go on a big family vacation every single year. Um, thankfully, we got to Disneyland before it closed with COVID. Nice. <laughs> Who knows yeah. where the next year is gonna take us, but that's our goal, which means we have to prioritize that savings category every single month. And money doesn't grow on trees, mm-hmm. so we have to cut back in other areas. Is it always easy? No. Is it always fun? No. And does it really suck when your whole office goes out to eat every Friday and that actually sounds good that week? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. But then I I reflect and I think, okay, you know what? I'm going to be sitting on a beach in who knows where next year, which is way more valuable to me than that frozen lemonade from Chick-fil-A.
0: Right.
1: Right? Like that brings me much more joint satisfaction. (laughs) Yes.
0: Or that, yeah, that meal. And if you're health conscious you that can too. tie that in too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Most of the time I just say, screw it. But <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: And that's easy to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, when we have those priorities, it makes it easier to say no to things that aren't quite as important.
0: That's great. That's awesome advice. We, I think we even teach that in FTEC, um, And maybe we don't say priorities, but we say, you know, list your two to three biggest values and how can you tie them into your Air Force uh, professional life so that you you aren't cheating yourself in your career like you can push yourself when you have those values pushing you behind Mm -hmm. and always fall back on it even during the bad days like or the days you really want to go out to eat. (laughs) Um, Like hey I want to take that vacation so I'm going to skip this Mm -hmm. and this is why I think We're really socially motivated to spend money though, and how do you feel about that?
1: You know, I'll I'll ask those in FTAC. Why do you feel like you have to have the iPhone or the the hot car? Or, um, you know, why don't you even engage in conversations about your money with those in your units? And um, it kind of comes down to a pride thing Mm -hmm. most of the time. Um, On on either end, right, if you're doing really well, you don't want to make other people feel bad. And you don't want to maybe seem like the person that's a goody goody two-shoe or is better or uh, the know-it-all. But on the other side, you feel maybe um, embarrassed or you feel shameful when you have to say no. Mm -hmm. So instead, we don't. And we just go for it and we hold all of those feelings inside I know it sounds really you know cliche or really mushy like we're holding it all in but it's true right we don't portray uh, or we don't show maybe our um, our weaknesses to other Mm -hmm. people just as human beings we don't do that and so when we spend money it makes you feel good and you're keeping up with the Joneses Um, but what we don't realize is the Joneses are broke yeah suck and If we really looked at it and had honest conversations, we'd realize that maybe they had similar goals or similar worries with their finances as well. But that's why. It just makes us feel good.
0: (laughs) Right. And we don't know how much those people are in debt. Mm -hmm. So we're like, oh, if they can do it, why can't I? And you just start Mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -hmm. That's a good good point when you say, um, airmen, don't talk about it. Um, I remember being overseas, and overseas you don't you're not looked at to obviously get the best car there because you're only going to be there for a certain amount of time. You probably won't ship it back. So everyone just passes down their beater cards and it's totally normal and okay. So you have extra money because you're paid $600,000 out of pocket for this beater car. That'll probably last you your whole rotation there. And then um, you probably spend all your money downtown going out and I had one of my peers whom I respected at the time asked me like, Hey, Jessica, do you have anything in savings? Because I went out all the time. I spent my money. I liked to travel too, but it was work and play like work hard, play hard. And I was like, uh, that's a really awkward question. <laughs> Why are you asking me this? And no, I don't. But it after the fact after i got over my pride and like being offended real quick i was like why don't i have a savings i'm making a ton of money overseas tdy money and i just spend it so it's a really good perspective that you use like we don't like to talk about it but it's it should be more openly talked about because this is actually from the first sergeant's the number one thing that they asked to be briefed and I'm like, I promise you the airmen get four hours of <laughs> personal financial management in FTAC alone. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's endless if they make appointments with you. Mm-hmm. Or, or the other members in Airmen and Family Readiness Center. I guess going more into it, what other bullet points do you want to leave us with for any type of financial management or any advice you would want to pass down?
1: your story is unique where you come from is unique and there is no reason to feel ashamed of either where you came from or where you're at right now Mm -hmm. and you know we have so many cultures and backgrounds and experiences in the military and at Kirtland itself and whatever you experience right that makes you you and like I mentioned earlier it takes one moment in time to change so you know maybe your experience overseas that was a moment for you that you were like oh shoot yeah like I should do something different yeah, exactly. and um, you know it's okay to learn something new as well we are a culture that follows you know oh my parents did this and so that means it's right and um, you know more so it's the only way and it's the best way when there's tons of different ways to get to a single place. Mm-hmm. Or um, I always love this one that, oh my TSP is configured this way because that's what my supervisor or my first sergeant told me. <laughs> and you're like, great, and they're also in their 30s and you're 18, so <laughs> let's, right. you know, um, just reevaluate maybe some, some different aspects of what we should be doing. And one of my biggest pet peeves in this whole industry over generalized financial advice. Mm.
0: You know, it's... But it said that on Google.
1: It, well, uh, Google's always right, of course. <laughs> uh, you know, or um, some popular financial guru said that I had to get out of debt this way, which isn't always necessarily the case, right? We all have our own personal finances, that's why it's called personal finance, um, and different things that we need to take into consideration when creating our plan. Mm-hmm. Kirtland is last year under the PFC contract was the seventh most productive base in the entire contract. Oh,
0: wow!
1: So it's okay to reach out. It's okay to you know reflect on where you've been, where you are, and where you want to be, and learn different ways to get there. And mm-hmm. um, there are I don't want to say there are no wrong ways because there are some really really dumb ways to get to your goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, don't go robbing a bank yeah, or anything d- like
1: don't that. Don't do that. Probably not the best idea. Don't go meet people on Central. Even oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, that not
1: be not a good way to increase your income. But there's resources, mm-hmm. right? It's okay to reach out and get more information. Which brings us to, I guess, another topic of like, how do we access these resources? Because there's so many free things at Kirtland. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ways to become a millionaire is taking advantage of free stuff. So, here's another free resource, is to see a personal financial counselor. You can reach out to the Airman Family Readiness Center. They can connect you with either myself or the financial readiness consultants in the center. It's really easy to set up an appointment. We can usually get you in you know, within a few days, if not the week. And something that is unique about financial counseling is it's completely confidential. So it's exactly like the MFLACS, Uh, We don't keep any records. We don't report to anyone. It's completely free. And I always joke that I just have a terrible memory, so I won't remember anything that happened anyway. (laughs) Perfect. You know, I mean, hello, tired mom life. Yes. Um, I, I just won't remember. And we don't keep any of those records. So if we create a budget together, that goes home with you. And if, you know, you have the desire to come back, we just ask that you bring it back so that I legitimately have absolutely nothing of your
0: own uh, personal information. I really appreciate it and one other thing that I wanted to hit on is like you were saying everyone has their own personal story and this generation especially in the military that I've come to know um, tends to support their family back home Mm -hmm. and they're young doing this sending however much money back home which is completely admirable and that is Their priority, you know, their value system. But I think it's important that they come see you so that they can figure out a good balance and they can justify, you know, with themselves, with their family, and explain exactly how much can be taken away, how much can't be, and just being honest with yourself in that conversation. So I really appreciate you coming in, Jane, to talk to us about all of the financial information that you can share. And I know it's a short podcast, but I highly encourage everyone, all the listeners to share this uh, to your units so that members can reach out and know that they have a free resource available to them at there at, at any time. Thanks again. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yes. I hope you guys got as much out of that. as I did. We learned about our time like making our top three priorities, and why it's okay, why no is okay, and how you can learn to spend lavishly on the things you love and cut back mercilessly on the things you don't, Um, and some other things that we talked about, why why not talking about money might be toxic, and why budgets tend to fail. So if you need, definitely hit up the Financial Counselors and Airman and Family Readiness Center. They're there for you. Um, Ms. Tilly can see anyone with base access, and Ms. Larson can see anyone with a an, uh, military ID card. So stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.